Welcome to the Inspire Church podcast. We hope this message will equip and empower you to reach your God-given potential. Inspire Church is all about loving God, loving people, and inspiring our world. Visit inspirechurch.com.au for more information. Tonight I want to talk about defying gravity being a risk taker. And in Jeremiah 10 verse 6 it says, Lord, there is no one like you. For you are great, and your name is full of power. I love that. There's no one like you, God. In other words, there's nothing else in this world that we can experience, that we can try, that we can get in amongst, that we can get involved in, that is like Him. There is only one Jesus. There is only one God, and that is Jesus Christ. And in Him, there is all power. Not a little bit of power, but all power. All power to see you come out of the struggles that you may be having. All power to see your life become what God has called it to be. But you see, if we're going to do that, then we've got to defy gravity. There are going to be some things that God will ask us to do that will seem a little bit impossible. Defying gravity means that we live a life that is without limitations. How good does that sound? That things that would hold us back no longer affect us anymore because we know who we are. Not only do we know who we are, but we know who owns and loves us and who we're in relationship with, and that is Jesus Christ. We are his children. As we're his children, we're called to walk in his inheritance. We're called to walk in the same power that rose Jesus from the dead, the same power that moved in and through Jesus' life, that saw souls saved, that saw people healed, that saw the dead raised, lives in you and I. That is who we are, as His children of God. You're not some add-on. You're not some attachment to Jesus. You are His child, sons and daughters of the living God. So therefore, we're called to, be, to break limitations that are off our life. A life that would cause us to live out of our comfort zone and live out on the edge. If we're going to define gravity, then it will require us to take a little bit of risks. Who likes risk-taking? Nobody likes that word, right? Nobody loves hanging out on the edge, because on the edge is where it's a little bit risque, it's a little bit dangerous. How many people like living a risky life? How many people like living a dangerous life? Are you the person that when you're up at you know, the highest building, you're like, man, I just want to get out there, I want to base jump this thing, I want to jump off the edge, man, I'm all over it, I love risks, I'm not. Put a fence up and I'm all over it. The moment the fence goes, I'm back, I'm, I'm, I'm backing out real quick. Because, you know, I don't trust, man. If I fall, there's a big gust of wind, man. It might knock me out. It might, it, might, it might cause me to fall and hit the ground. But yet we're not called to live a life of comfort. We're not called to live in our comfort zones. We're called to get out on the edge. But not only are we called to stand on the edge, we're called to take a step off. Ooh, hello. Now we're talking. No parachute or nothing. Just step off. Watch what will happen. If you step off on your own, it could be a bit dangerous. But if you step off... Step off with Jesus, the man. All things are possible, amen? I remember years ago when uh, we were at church, we were only 21, had been married just for a year. How good is that? Who's all those who got married when they were 20? No one? Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Got married when we were 20 and uh, we'd been serving on team in in the youth ministry prior to that. And then uh, we had a bit of a season out. Just because we got married, all those who are engaged about to get married, you don't need to take a break. That was the wrong decision that we made. I want to repent of that before you all. Keep serving in the house of Jesus because that is best. And, uh, and anyway, we, 
we, we got a phone call because back then it was like paper church directories. There was none of these databases online or anything like that. It was the old paper thing. And, you know, they had a big turnover. So they rang us up and asked if we would join the kids team, in which I said no. I wasn't called the kids ministry. I was called the youth ministry is what I thought. But uh, anyway, there was a need. So we jumped on board and we said, look, yep, we'll come and help out for a bit. And anyway, a year into it, we were now 21 the, uh, the pe- person who was the kids pastor at the time came up to us and said, look, we feel God calling us to step into a new role at church, and we think you guys would be amazing as the next kids pastors, and which I replied, thank you, Jesus, All right, because I felt like you know, we had a call of God on us, and that ministry was a thing that we wanted to step into, but after the thank you, Jesus, soon came that moment of fear where you think, hang on a minute, I'm only 20, do I even know what I'm going to do? Do I even know how to be a kids pastor? Do I even know how to look after kids? I think not. I was one myself at that age. And so I started to freak out a little bit. He went to our senior pastor at that time and said, hey, I think Stephen Alley would be great as the next kids pastors. And which his reply was, do you think they've got what it, do you think they've got what it takes? Do you think that they will do the journey and they will actually last? Or do you think that they'll bail out after a few years? See, he was a little unsure as well because he was taking a risk on us. Because we were only young, we were uh, only just married, we didn't have any kids. And it's funny how in that moment when God opens up a door of opportunity, that we're required at times to take a risk. We're not called to live in our comfort zones. If you want to walk out the call of God that is on your life, then man, you're going to have to get down and dirty and, and risk it all at times. And so we jumped in and we said, yep, sure, we'll do it. But man, I, I was freaking out. I was intimidated because we had others in our team who had led connect groups. We'd never led nothing. We'd only been part of a team helping behind the scenes. We hadn't led our own group, but yet we'd had, there are other couples within the kids team who had done that. There are couples who were older than us. There are couples in there who had kids, who knew how to look after kids, all of that, who'd been in the kids ministry for years. And here we were one year in, 20 years old, no kids jumping into this role. But you know what? We made mistakes, yeah? There are some decisions that we made and some things that we've done that we look back at now and think, what were we thinking? But you know what? As we continue to step out and take a risk, man, God met us every time. God jumped on board and as we stepped out in that place of faith saying, God, here I am. I want to be used by you. I want my life to count. I'm not going to live in my comfort zone. I'm not going to stay in the place of safety, but instead I choose to step out on the edge. I choose to take a step off and God came through every time. And you know what? Even though we made a mistake, it's okay. Mistakes are okay. We think that mistakes are bad and we shouldn't ever make a mistake. But making a mistake is okay if you're willing to take a risk every now and then. For me personally, I had to come to that point in my life where I was done accepting the limitations that others had put around me, which then chose me to which then I chose to grab a hold of that and think, yeah, I can't do that because I am just young. I don't have any kids. I made these mistakes back in the past and all of this kind of stuff. But yet God says, no, no, don't define your life by who others say you are. Instead, define your life by who I say you are. Then I had to decide that, yep, unless I actually try, I'll never know what is or isn't possible. Unless you ever choose Never choose to take a risk. You will never know what you're possible of, what, what's possible for you. You'll never know what you're able to achieve or not achieve if you don't ever step off the boat, step off the side and take a risk. A risk taker is someone who risks losing or, injure or, or getting injured in the hope of making a big gain or impact. If you want to be a risk taker, you need to be willing to lose out. You need to be willing to maybe it'll hurt. 
Maybe people let you, will let you down. Maybe you'll take a risk and people will not respond the way that you were hoping they would. But that's okay. That's what it's about, to be a risk taker. If we only ever prepare, prepare to live an ordinary life, then our impact will be limited. We have to be willing to take risks. Higher the risk, bigger the reward. How good's that? We've got to dare to dream. We've got to dare to dream big dreams. If your dream that you've got right now doesn't freak you out, then can I say I think it's not big enough? If the plans that you have for your life, the things that you want to step into aren't freaking you out right now, then man, can I challenge you to get a bigger dream? Because if it's not freaking you out, you know what that means? That means you're able to do it in your own strength. We're not called to live a life where we can do things in our own strength. We're called to live a life where we've got to be totally reliant on God, where we've got to say, God, in... I can't do this on my own. I need you to come through. God, I can't do the thing that you're asking me for because then that, what that does is that causes you to position yourself right up and alongside Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you to come through for me right now. And when you position yourself there, anything can happen. Miracles can take place. Things that are seemingly impossible all of a sudden become possible. You start to make a dent in the enemy's plans. You start to see people get saved. You start to do amazing things. Dare to dream bigger. Allow it to freak you out. We have to be willing to take a risk and have complete reliance on God. The cool thing I love about God is that he never asks, nor has he ever asked me to do something that he's not willing to meet me right where I'm at. He doesn't ask me to go and do something and say, okay, Steve, you go and do that, you're on your own. No, no, he says, you do this, and as you do it, as you then choose to step out, watch what I'll do. I'll come through for you every time. If we don't take the risk, then we may lose the chance to do something impacting. Great things never come from living in, a, in your comfort zone. Great things only come when we get out of our comfort zone. Every risk is worth taking as long as it moves people to Jesus. Man, we saw many risk takers in the Bible. We saw David, right? Who did he defeat? Goliath. That was a big risk. He could have gone out there and made a fool of himself. No other Christian, no other of God's children was prepared. Even trained soldiers were not prepared to get out there and risk it all in fear of losing. But David said, yeah, yeah, pick me, man. Saul, I'll go. I'm all, I'm all over it because I know who my God is. Do you know who your God is? Are you full of faith tonight? Do you know that if you step out in faith, if you take a risk, if you get out of your comfort zone, then man, God is faithful to meet you right where you're at? Joshua, he defeated Jericho city that was the stronghold of the nation that represented its power but yet one word from God and one and then he took that step of faith and risked a little bit took a whole nation along with him and man they saw that city crumble what about Daniel he survived the lion's den because he was prepared not to stop worshiping in God when the king told him that he made a law that he needed to and God saved him from the lion's den Moses freed a whole nation from his, uh, or the whole Israelites out of Egypt. What's God asking you to risk tonight? What's your comfort zone that you need to get out of? Where's your life at? How far are you prepared to go to take a risk? How far are you prepared to go to see you start to outwalk the call of God that is upon your life? See, God doesn't ask us, nor I don't believe it's his plan that we would live a comfortable life. It's not his plan that we would live an ordinary life, but instead his plan is that we would get out of the comfort zone, that we would start to see amazing things happen. 
I love the story of Gideon, and it's found in Judges chapter 6 and 7, and I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. Gideon was a cool dude. It said that for seven years, God's people were ruled by the Midianites. They hated the Israelites. They took their crops. They took their animals. Uh, so the Israelites, what they did was then they ran and they hid in the caves because they were fearful of them. Until one day, God spoke to Gideon and said, I am sending you to save your people. It's interesting that the moment that God speaks, the moment that God talks to Gideon about, hey, Gideon, I'm sending you to save your people out of the slavery, out of this bondage, out of this, this struggle that, that, that your people are in, you know, Gideon starts to then freak out. His response back to God was all of the reasons why he can't. He comes back with all of these excuses, but Lord, how can I save Israel? My people are the weakest. I am the smallest and I am the youngest. But yet Gideon's response should have been, God, man, if, you, if you're asking me to do it and you're calling me to do this, then, man, I'm all over it. I'm going hard. right? But it wasn't. I wonder how many of us here tonight, God's asked you to do something, and it's been a little bit freaky. It's caused you to think, well, I'm not sure if I can do that. And so, therefore, we come back to God with all these reasons why we can't. God, I've not been a Christian very long. I don't know how to pray that much. Who am I to save my workplace? Who am I to pray for someone and see miracles take place? God, how can you use me? God says, why? Because you're a child of God. Because you're anointed. You're appointed for such a time as this. You're called to see chains break off your own life, off the lives of, lives of others. You're called to bring, bring people out of darkness and into hope. You're called to be the light giver into situations where it's full of darkness. Why? Because the same God that lives and empowered Jesus lives inside of you. Then goes on and talks about how, but still, still that wasn't enough for Gideon. He then asked God, he said, okay, God, hang on a minute. If you're asking me to go and defeat the Midianites, save my people, then I need a sign. He says to God, God, I'm going to place a sheep on the ground, a fleece on the ground. And as I do, uh, when the dew comes, the fleece will will be dry and all the ground uh, will be wet and all the ground around it will be dry. How many people know when the dew sits? And settles in the morning, nothing's dry. Everything's wet. So he said, God, if that's you, then you'll show me the sign. The fleece will be wet. The ground will be dry. Wakes up the next morning. What happens? The fleece is wet, but the ground's dry. But yet still that wasn't enough for Gideon. He's a bit slow, this guy. He then goes to God and says, okay, God, you've told me that I can do it. You've said that I'm the man for this job. You've answered my prayer. I I I need one more sign. Let's reverse it the other way around. This time the fleece will be dry. The ground will be wet. Come on, God, let me see what you can do. What happens? Of course, because God's called him to this. Wakes up the next morning. Bam. It's there. The fleece is wet. The ground's dry. The opposite way around. It's all good. So Gideon knew at that moment, after all of these signs, he knew, okay, I'm, I'm the man. I've got this. God's got my back. He gets all excited. He gets all his army together. They start to march towards the Midianite army. And then God says to him, Gideon, I think you've got too many people in your army. He's like, what? Hang on a minute. God, did I hear you right? You're not joking with me, right? I've got too many. I'm about to go to war, and you're telling me I've got too many people in my army? God says, yeah, you've got too many people in your army because if you win with this size army, then people will will not know that it's through my power, through my provision, through my answer to prayer. They will think it's because of the size of your army. He's like, okay, God. Freaky. Living out on the edge right now, really causing me to take risks. So Gideon said, anyone who's full of fear, go home. 22,000 left. 
22,000? That's a lot of people, which only left 10,000 people left. Well, 32,000 were there. That's an awesome number, man. We can, we can take a nation with that. We can change the city, but then 22,000 up and leave, which leaves only 10,000. At that point, you're starting to probably freak out a little bit, but you're like, okay, cool. I've still got 10,000. We might be all good. And then God says, but hang on, hang on, you've still got too many. There's still too many people. Gideon's like, God, man, are you playing with me or what? I thought you had my back. I thought you asked me to go and save, you know, save my people from these Midianite dudes, and now you're trying to deplete my army? Are you sure? Am I hearing you right? Get behind me, Satan. Right? And God says, no, 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 you're hearing me right. So what he says to them, he says, as they go down and drink a water, he says, anyone who starts to drink like a dog, in other words, they get all fours, all down on all fours, and they start licking up water like a dog does, those are the ones you've got to send home. I can get that because anyone who drinks like a dog probably shouldn't be in an army. (laughs) But those who scoop the water up in the cup of their hands and drink, they're the anointed ones. Remember that. If you're ever in a watering hole and you need to bend down and get a drink, the anointed ones scoop and cup. The ones who aren't anointed drink like a dog. Just throwing it out there. Which left 300 from 32,000 down to 20, uh, 22,000 leave, 10,000 left, and then 300. 300 men to take on a whole army. I love it. But yet, filled with God's presence, Gideon said, man, we can do this. We're going to go. We're going to attack these people at nighttime. They said, we're going to grab the trumpets. We're going to grab the empty jars with torches inside of them. I personally would have gone for swords and spears and rockets and bazookas and M16s. But anyway, that's all good. And then they surrounded the camp in three groups and they started to blow their trumpets and yell and break the jars with the torches in them. And the Midianites heard that uh, they heard it, they freaked out, God caused them, caused them to freak out, and then they started turning on each other, and they killed themselves. That's the power of our God. When we choose to step out of our comfort zone, when we choose to get a little bit crazy in amongst it, when we choose to put our total trust and reliance on God, no matter how big, no matter how challenging, no matter how hard it may appear, God will meet us exactly where we are at. God is faithful to come through. You can say, yeah, but that's just the Bible story. No, no, no. There are testimonies after testimonies of people who took a risk and saw amazing things happen because of Jesus Christ. There are people who stepped off the edge and saw God come through for them time and time again because they weren't willing to stay in their comfort zone. They weren't willing to live an ordinary, safe life. Instead, they were like, man, I want my life to count for something that is bigger than myself. Instead, I want my life to impact people. I want to help extend and move the kingdom of God forward. I want to put a dent in the plans of the enemies to see God's name glorified, whether it be in my workplace, in my university, in my school, in my home with the family members that yet don't know Jesus. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to step off the edge and I'm going to take a risk. Yeah, but what if I fail? What if I make a mistake? Who cares? Risk takers, time and time again, will take a step of faith, will take a risk. They'll make a mistake. It won't work out. Cool. Don't do that idea again. Get a new idea from God. Do that one. Take a risk again. If you fail, if you get knocked down, who cares? Get back up again and go again. Don't stay in the boat. Don't be like the disciples who stayed in the boat. They were too scared to get out. Instead, be like Peter who said, you know what? I'm going to get out. I'm going to step on. I'm going to walk on water. Yeah, he might have sunk, but who cares? At least he walked on water. 
least he didn't stay in his place of comfort. At least he didn't choose not to be a chicken and stay in that boat. He got out and took a risk. What are we going to be as Christians? Are we going to be risk takers or are we going to stay in the boat? If we want to be a risk taker, it's going to require us to do a few steps. First one is this. Every decision will impact your life. So what are the decisions that you're making? Every decision that we make impacts our life one way or another, whether it be for good, whether it be for bad. It either impacts us and moves us forward into the plans of God, or it just hinders us and causes us to take a little bit longer, sometimes take the longer way around. But see, God says, no, no, I want you to be people who would make right decisions. How about every morning when we get up, we make a decision to connect with our God because He is awesome, because He's he done so much for us. The least we can do is get up early and hang out in the presence of Jesus and be filled with the power of God so then we can walk into our world around us during that day and all of a sudden start to see an impact take place. What are the decisions that you're making? Are they moving you forward into the plans of God or are they holding you back? Because you see the decisions that you make is not a reflection on anybody else but you. It's your choice to make those decisions. Yeah, but Steve, do you know the circumstances that I'm in, the situation, the family that I grew up with? Yep, maybe. Maybe you've had a hard life. Maybe things haven't quite worked out the way that you thought they would. And you're hurting from that. Yep, that's all very real. You know, allow God to come into that area. Allow God to heal you of that, but then choose to let it go and choose to make decisions that will set you up to walk out the plans and the purposes that God has for your life. Choose to make decisions that will not only set you up, but position your family members, the generations behind you to walk out the God call that is upon their life. Amen. Come on, what decisions are we making? Are they decisions that will position us to take a risk? Or are they decisions that will hold us back? When God says, would you step out and take a risk? Do we then make a decision to not to? Some risks for some people here could be purely talking to someone new on a Sunday. That could be something that freaks you out. Being a risk taker for some people might be something big, elaborate risk. But for others, it may be something that's small as talking to a new person. Giving into the offering because you've never done that before because of what your bank balance says and you struggle to rely on God. You, what will the church do with my money? Whatever. God just asks you to be faithful. God just asks you to give. God just asks you to, you know, sow and to just give into Him and be someone who would sow and then watch what God will do. Watch what you will reap. That could be a risk for you. Second thing is, is being a Christian isn't what we do, it's who we are. This is not what I do. This is who I am. This should be a part of who I am. That 24-7, I'm a Christian. I'm honoring God with my decisions. I'm honoring God with the way I would uh, you know, live out my marriage, with the way I'd bring up my kids, that I'm honoring God here on a Sunday, through the week, when I'm at the shops, when I'm driving, that I'm honoring God because a Christian is who I am. I don't switch it off and then switch it back on again. A Christian is who we are. If we want to take risks, if we want to defy gravity, then... We need to be a Christian 24-7. Does it mean, am I saying that you can't even make a mistake? No, of course not, because we're living in an imperfect world. We do make mistakes. I make many of them. Ask my wife. She would tell you none of them. Unless you might. But who are we? We're a Christian 24-7. If we make a mistake, repent, ask Jesus to forgive us, and then get up and go again. Third thing is, is we've got to get up and go. If you're going to be a risk taker, man, you've got to get up and go. You've got to actually choose to take that step. 
risk taker is not someone who will stay here and wait to be pushed or wait for, you know, the edge to not be an edge anymore and God to formulate the whole path and, you know, lay everything out before you so you know exactly, you know, where you're going. That's not taking a risk. That's continuing to walk in your comfort zone. Taking a risk is you would take a step into the unknown, no matter the fact that you can't see what's in front of you. That's taking a risk. And then knowing that God will come through. But you've got to get up and you've got to go. You've got to take the step of faith. You've got to continue to walk one step at a time. Continuing to walk with your eyes fixated on Jesus and watch what he will do. Fourth thing is quitting isn't an option. To quit shouldn't be an option. Quitting is so easy in today's society. You see people quitting out on marriage all the time. You see people quitting out on promises all the time. You see people quitting out on things, that commitments that they've made all the time. People come and go in church all the time. Because life gets busy, things get tough. Quitting should not be an option. When God asks you to take a risk and you're stepping into something that causes you to step out of your comfort zone, man, it will get hard. There will be times you'll feel like you're falling. There will be times you'll feel like things around you are spinning around and you don't understand what's going on. But yet God says, I didn't ask you to understand. I just asked you to step with faith and continue to step out into the risk that I've opened and the door that I've opened. And as you do, do not let quitting be an option. Do not let the enemy cause you to doubt. Do not let the enemy cause you to derail you. Do not let quitting be an option. The fifth thing, we need to allow God to strip everything away that would hold us back and then let Him remold us back into the way He wants us to be. You know, that in itself was taking a risk where we would come humbly before the Lord and say, God, He knows everything anyway. But when we come before Him and say, God, I've got these the stuff in my life that I'm not happy about. I've got these struggles. I've got these weaknesses. I've got pride. I think I'm amazing. I've got this tendency to, to, to just do things in, in my own strength because I might be gifted in an area. We need to allow God into those areas, allow Him to strip that away. So all of that stuff that would hold us back, all of that stuff that we're doing in our own strength, let Him strip it away so that then we can be full, relying on him, so then we can allow him to remold and shape us into the core that he, into the thing that he wants us to be. You know, the pruning process is never easy; it is painful. But yet, there'll be times and seasons where God will put you into things that will cause you to be pruned. Why? Because He knows as He starts to prune off the dead things, what that does then it allows new things to grow again. Where something's died, there cannot be life there anymore. But yet, as we allow God to pull away and to prune the things that are dead. The past hurts, the past pains, the past disappointments, the things that have let you down. You let God to prune that away. Allow Him to then remold and shape you so you can start to walk out the God call that is upon your life. So you can start to take a few risks and see God do amazing things in your life and through your life. Psalms 89 verse 8 says, O Lord God of heaven, of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you, O Lord? You are entirely faithful. There is no one as mighty as God. The enemy, the devil, he's got nothing on God. Your situation is not bigger than God is. 
There is nothing or nobody that is more powerful than Jesus Christ. And He is entirely faithful. Acts 1 verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God says you will receive power. When He asks you to take that step of faith, when He asks you to risk a little bit, He says when you do that, you then will receive power to walk out and walk into the thing that God is asking you to. Philippians 4.13, For I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Not some things, but everything through Christ who strengthens you. So where are we at when it comes to stepping on the edge? Where are we at when it comes to risking a little bit? How prepared are we to get out of our comfort zone? How prepared are we to get out of our, the box that we've placed our life into? And say, God, no, man, I actually choose to step out of that. We should be lift, lid, lifted. We should be lifting lids off our life. Because you know what a lid does? It's a limitation. A lid will stop you from moving forward into the call that God has for you. We should be lifting that lid off, chucking it away. So we're free to walk into all that God has for us. Thank you for listening to this life-transforming message. For service times, upcoming events, or to find out more about Inspire Church, log on to inspirechurch.com.au.